Hey everyone, it's Paul here. You may have heard that we're crowdfunding at the moment to go towards the costs of hosting the show and promoting the Frequency 49 group around the world. We're looking for people to make a small donation, but if you can't, don't worry about it. We appreciate you listening to the show and being a part of the group just as much, if not more, because without you guys, there is no group and there is no show. But if you are able to make a donation, you can check out our GoFundMe page for more information about what we're raising the funds for. The link is in our description. Thanks for listening and drums please. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul McDonald alongside Deepak Gohill and Kev Nalen. Hello, guys. Hello, Paul. Ah, how are we doing today? Mm, not bad for a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. That good, eh? It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's good news. That means there's a football game tomorrow. <laughs> not our type of football, though, eh? Speaking of football, the San Francisco 49ers are heading back west to take on the Seattle Seahawks at CenturyLink Field in Seattle. It's going to be another division matchup. Uh, the game will be at 9.25 UK time. We're going to take a look at that game, see what we think might well happen. Um, can we come up with any kind of a winner for that game yet, guys? Uh, well, I think it's certainly a winnable game. Uh, I don't think there's any doubts about that. Can we come with a winner? Well, interesting. We'll be playing them without... You know who is starting quarterback who historically doesn't do very well against Seattle. Um, Seattle themselves have have struggled. Um, they got beaten by the Rams, and they were very very lucky to. I don't know how Miami found a way to to lose that game, but um, they look wobbly. But at the same time, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. It's going to be very very difficult, but uh, you know we have to be positive and and think we have a chance. Uh, but again. As long as we stay in the game and it's a close game, we'll have a chance. Um, the defense has got to have an opportunity to to make plays. And by that, I mean don't stay out on the field all day because Russell Wilson, his, his offensive line isn't very good, but he's a very mobile quarterback. He's quite hard to get a hold of. And even when you think you've nailed him, he'll escape and he'll extend plays and, and do things that can hurt you very, very much indeed. So I think the key is going to be in containing that fellow there. That's one thing, though, that's been missing from Seattle's game. Certainly all of the game against the Rams. Um, Russell Wilson was injured on his on one of his ankles, I'm not sure which one, in the game against Miami um, when one of the Miami defensive linemen landed on his ankle. Could we see a game where, another game, where Russell Wilson doesn't move around in the pockets and doesn't extend those games? That really is his signature, isn't it? That's his game. He's a mobile quarterback. He, him and Kaepernick were, were compared, like for like, not too long ago as being the prototype of what an NFL QB should be. You know, And although Kaepernick's not delivered it in terms of his performances, he's certainly got the ability to be that type of quarterback. And that type of quarterback, like Cam Newton, they can hurt you. you know. And let's be honest, um, against Carolina... We couldn't contain Cam Newton, you know. We 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 huffed and we puffed, but ultimately he, he prevailed. 
So you, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. And especially if he's hurt or injured, well, that might be an in for us. But I think the key to, to winning this game is to is to really get at Wilson early and let the defence stamp some authority on the game. Kev, do you want to come in on this? What do you think on uh, on the Russell Wilson situation? Do you think that the, the 49ers defence are going to be able to get through the Seattle Seahawks O-line and put pressure on Russell Wilson in, in as an opposite to what they weren't able to do against Carolina? It's a world difference in O-line between Seattle and Carolina. Um, Seattle's O-line is abysmal. I don't think we'll have any difficulty getting through the O-line. Managing to somehow nail Russell Wilson is a different matter entirely because he's a slippery so-and-so. He mm. manages to find that way to extend the play, get rid of the ball before he's sacked and not take that loss of yards. He's not always been most mobile this season since he had his slight injury, but he's still finding ways out, out of the pocket and ways to try and extend plays. Yeah. It's not necessarily helped by his surrounding cast this year. We saw in the Rams game that the, the 49ers defence... Uh, they certainly had a swarm mentality that we haven't seen for a, for a couple of years, have we? That kind of thing, if if we can get enough players on Russell Wilson so that he literally does run out of options, that's got to be part of the game plan, hasn't it? Uh, I'd agree, yeah. Any type of pressure that you can put on a quarterback and knock his balance early in the game is, is going to help the defence. Uh, in the long run, but as Kev said, it, it's really about getting to him. And Rams is a, interesting that you raise that because we shut them out, right? Uh, but Seattle could only score three against them. So whilst it's any given Sunday and you can't compare apples to oranges, but we managed to hammer in 28 where they only hammered in three, you know. So there is an opportunity, there is a possibility, but again, what you said, it's that swarming defense, is that pack gang-tackling mentality, can we get to Russell Wilson? Uh, and I'm really hoping that we can get to him early, get to him quickly, you know, get a few hits on him, you know, and, and let him know that we're here. Uh, failing that, you know, the, I think the offense has to contribute now to a game. They, they have to keep the defense rested. They have to engineer long drives. You know, they've, they've got to do the basic things right. Looking at some stats, uh, the history against uh, Seattle, the Niners are currently on a five-game losing streak against the Seahawks, winning just one of the last eight matchups. The last one was a 1917 win at Candlestick in December 2013. The last win in Seattle was Christmas Eve 2011. Since 2000, the Niners have travelled north 15 times and come away with victories on just four occasions, scoring more than 17 points on those three occasions. Now, something that the 49ers have done this season so far, they've been a high-scoring offence. 28 points in the first game against the Rams. Was it 27 against Carolina? Yep. Yeah. So we've got the potential to go up to Seattle and put numbers on them. Uh, it's just whether it's going to be enough uh, against Russell Wilson and his offense. A uh, couple of updates on the roster. Ray Ray Armstrong has been put down to the IR list. I think it's a patella injury, isn't it? Yeah, knee injury. That's right. Uh, Shane Scobie has been activated to the main roster in replacement of Ray Ray Armstrong. A uh, couple of stats that have, there's been a couple of stats that have popped up on Facebook 
over the last 24 hours that I found interesting. Um, comical in one case, ESPN. Now, we, <laughs> we don't think a whole lot of ESPN at the best of times anyway. ESPN have ranked the San Francisco 49ers 31 in the NFL. The only team that we are better than, according to ESPN, is the Cleveland Browns. That means mm-hmm. that the team that we beat two weeks ago is ranked above us. The team that they beat last week is ranked above us. They, where are ESPN getting these numbers from, guys? Well, there's, lo- there's statistics and there's damn lies and whatever Kev Nayland said earlier. But do you know, there is damn you, lies you can, and statistics, yeah. yes. There you go. You, you can make a case for us being one of the worst teams in the NFL, you know. And look, here's the thing. We were bad last year, and guess who absolutely slaughtered us? Cleveland Browns slaughtered us, you know. So are we? Are they really better than us then? Are we really better than them? You know, th- these preseason straw polls on that, you know, these power rankings, they change, you know. And you've you got to look at, Sources other than ESPN with their natural East Coast bias, they don't like us very much. But, you know, I still think Carolina, yeah, that was a step in the right direction. And we've got certain components in play that could make us, um, yeah, it could be an upset on Sunday. I, I actually put down in my pickums that, that we are going to win this. Uh, could be wrong, but I think we've got a good chance. We're going to get to the uh, to the pick six shortly. Um, as far as rankings go, um, to balance the equation a little bit, NFL have us at number twenty three so far, which is I think it's a much more reasonable placing for the Forty ers at the moment <coughs> on, on on the two games that we've played so far. Uh, one other stat that uh, was brought to my attention, which again I found laughable, but the, there are stats to back it up. Um, 32 teams in the NFL. Blaine Gabbert, the 49ers starting quarterback, is ranked 33. That means that there is at least one team that's got a starting quarterback and a backup quarterback better ranked than the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback. We've checked out the stats ourselves, and I think there's actually three teams, isn't there, Kev? There are, yes. That, that have actually got a starting quarterback and the back of quarterback ranked better than Blaine Gabbert. Is this based on QBR ratings? It is, yeah. Uh, it is. It's uh, it's absolutely daft. But it, if it shows one thing, it's that Blaine Gabbert is not the right QB. He may be the right now QB, but he's not the right QB, which is something that we, we did discuss. Um, we did discuss on the earlier show, so we're not going to, go and trawl all over it now. It's just a couple of stats to throw in there. That's, that's shocking, though. That is absolutely terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> there's, back, there's backups worse than... Look, you know, I know we've, we've gone over this, but he's not the answer. Ka- Kaepernick might not be the answer tomorrow again. Sorry, Sunday against Seattle, because historically it doesn't do well. But uh, And I maintain this. I don't think either of these two are the long-term solution for a rebuild, you know. Um, but that's hideous that this backup's worse than our starting quarterback. No, there's backups better than our starting quarterback. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, one one of them, EJ Manuel for Buffalo, it's based on him completing one pass on one attempt for 10 yards. 
So the, there's there's little things like that that do skew the results somewhat. But even so, if you take that one out, we're still 32nd. Our, our quarterback is still ranked 32nd um, with backups and all that. Uh, our starting quarterback, sorry, with backups and that above him. Um, Deepak, you were uh, you mentioned just briefly about uh, your pick for this week. Um, should we take a look at the pick six challenge? The um, the voting has taken place. Kev, who have we got this week in the pick six challenge, please? Okay, so the six games this week, five of them are early games and then our game. So we've got the Redskins at the Giants, uh, the Browns at the Dolphins, Lions at the Packers, Broncos at the Bengals, Vikings at the Panthers and the 49ers at the Seahawks. Okay, let's go through them one by one then and uh, put our votes in. Okay, so game one. Uh, Redskins at the Giants. I'll come to Paul first. Uh, it's in New York. I'm going to go with the Giants win on that one, I think. Okay. Deepak? Uh, my heart says Washington because that is such an old traditional rivalry, Giants and Redskins. But uh, I, I think New York will be too strong for them. I, I think the Giants will win. Well, you've got the Giants on two and zero. Oh, you've got the you've got Washington on zero oh and two there, so, either yeah. end of that division. So, so obviously, therefore, that means that I have gone with the Redskins on this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, game two: the Browns at the Dolphins. Deepak. Browns at the Dolphins. I have a bit of a soft spot for Cleveland, so I'm going to say the Browns. Okay, Paul. Did I just steal your thunder, Kev? Because I knew you were going to pick Cleveland. No, no, no. Uh, we'll see what we're picking yet. Paul? Uh, Miami are at home. Um, they're both sort of similar positions at the bottom of their divisions. Uh, Cleveland 0-2, Miami 0-2. I've got to give Miami home field advantage on this one, so a Miami win. Okay, so this is my tie because they're both abysmal. <laughs> Uh, and they're all. Everyone will have died of boredom by the end of the first quarter watching this one. Um, so yeah, this is my tie of the week. Okay, so game three, we've got another division rivalry. We've got the Lions at the Packers. Paul, mm, this one's in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers isn't having a great season so far, is he? But I've got to give him the edge. So it's a Green Bay Packers win for me. Okay, yeah, proper old school rivalry. This is goes back to the inception of, of the NFL itself. Um, I'm actually going to give the nod to, to Green Bay. They're at home. Detroit have got Bolden playing for them, and it'd be nice to see him do well. But I think Green Bay at home against a, a, what is for them a huge rivalry game, I think the fans will be up for it, and um, they'll enjoy one of the last games of the season where they don't have to wear 50 layers of clothing. So, yeah, Green Bay to win that. <laughs> Uh, yes, so uh, therefore I've obviously gone with the Lions to pull an upset after they stopped giving away stupid penalties. Um, yeah, last week's game they gave away two consecutive penalties where they scored touchdowns but got called back. They can stop doing that <laughs> kind of stuff, then I think they can beat the Packers. So game four, the Broncos at the Bengals. Deep back. Oh. I'm actually going to go for the Bengals on this one. Okay. Paul? That's an interesting pick, that the Bengals. Uh, Denver Broncos, 
reigning NFL champions. They're top of their division. Mm, Bengals one and one. I've got to go Denver. Denver on the road, I think. I've gone for the Broncos. I think their defence will just manage to get them through the game again. I think it has done the last couple of weeks. So, game five. Vikings, Panthers. Paul. Mm, Carolina coming off the win against us. They opened their... Uh... They opened their home stand with a win. Was it 12 straight wins they've had now at home? Uh, the Vikings will be going in there. Uh, do you know what? I'm actually going to give it to Minnesota, I think. I think they're going to go in and get the win. Okay, Deepak. I think um, I think Caroline will win it if they're at home. Um, Minnesota did push Green Bay very close. The, other, the, the well, I think it was the first week of the season. Uh yeah, I think it could go either way, but I think Carolina at home, they, they might have enough in the tank to, to win this. Yeah, so the Vikings beat the Packers last week, and that was the pick that ruined Andrew Eiffel's chance of getting all six. So close. Um, but I'm going to go for the Panthers, because uh, Adrian Peterson got injured, um, so I don't think they've quite got enough to get past the Panthers. Brings us to game six. And that's our game, the 49ers at the Seahawks. Deepak? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put some faith in our team. You know, I think they, they, they gave a good account of themselves without winning. And, you know, we don't often get excited about losses, but it was a competitive loss. And it's against Seattle, who, you know, only scored three against um, the Rams. So, uh, beatable. But the behemoth task ahead, playing away in Seattle, is going to be hard as well. Uh, but yeah, a little bit of blind faith never hurt anybody. I think we're going to shade this one. Okay, Paul. There's been things to be impressed about with the 49ers this season. There's been things that we do need to improve on, particularly Blaine Gabbard's accuracy. Maybe this is the game to do it. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I think... Again, it's going to be the defense that keeps us in this game. Hopefully, they're not kept on the field for too long. If they can put enough pressure on Russell Wilson, as we hope he can, we may see quick turnovers between the offense and the defense in this game. Give the defense some rest. Get the offense on the field. High scoring again. 49ers win. I couldn't pick a Seattle winner. If I did, I'd have to hand in my man card. So, it's a 49ers win all the way for me. Okay, I'm surprised to hear you've got a man card, but there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> and I've gone for the 49ers as well. So that's a clean sweep on that one. Right, so. Damn good to hear as well. <laughs> so um, just an update on the overall piece. So last week we had three winners who got five out of six. So Andrew I4, Mike Barron, and Mark Baylor. And we had. A couple of people who only got one, so Elisa uh, Walker-Lawrence and Jessica Louise Corsa. Overall, we've got five people tied at the top after two weeks on nine points. So James Little, Mark Corn, Mark Nowley, Mike Farron and Nathaniel James. Um, from a frequency 49ers perspective, uh, last week wasn't the greatest for point scoring for some of our members. So Deepak and Paul, you got two each. Shocking. Brian got three, and I managed to get four. So there's seriously wrong here. <laughs> and then overall, um, Paul, you're on six. 
Deepak and Brian are on seven, and I'm on eight. It's not bad. So something's uh, obviously going wrong this season because my random picks are managing to score more than the rest of you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm shooting at fifty percent right now. Then, if I've got six picks out of twelve possible, yeah. uh, I must really? I must rectify this. But it does go to show that you know any given Sunday and all that, um, that the margins are really really small, aren't they? Between they the, are. what would look like on paper is a guaranteed win for somebody, and it turns out not to be. You know, well, I've got eight out of twelve despite picking two ties. <laughs> <laughs> And neither of those ties paid off either. No. Yeah. That just shows how bad the rest of our picks are, really. It does, doesn't it? Oh, man. Terrible. Yeah. Well, it's early season yet, so there's plenty of time for me to fall away and get overtaken by people who join in halfway through the season, like I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got absolutely no faith in yourself whatsoever then, Kev? Well, I'll just pick random things. It's like, oh, well, I'll just pick that and then. They are obviously stupid things. Yeah. I think Kev's saving it for the golden nail. And ah, yes, that's the one. Yeah. The, the winner takes all. <laughs> I need to get nearer than three minutes 27 this year. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible, that one. Yeah. Right. What? That is it for this episode of the show. Thanks to AudioNautics.com for the music. Thanks to Rob Newell for the Wide Right blog. Thanks to James Little for running Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to Mark Lyon for compiling the research for today's show. Uh, thanks to Graham Ross, our editor. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frequency49 and on Facebook. Search the Frequency49 show. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Bye, everyone. On behalf of Kev Naylor and Deepak Gohill, I'm Paul MacDonald, you've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency 49 Show. Bye for now.